Hey, uh, thanks for listening to the Nick and Big J podcast. We appreciate it. And you know what? It's brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been in an accident, well, call The Advocates. 208-471-4444. Straight from your waking nightmare, it's the Morning After podcast with Nick and Big J. Presented by Treasure Valley Subaru, the Idaho Center's premier pre-owned superstore. With a large selection of cars, SUVs, crossovers, and trucks, and payments as low as $250 a month, Rob and his crew have exactly what you need. And with one of Idaho's largest Subaru service centers, Rob and his crew have got you taken care of with express oil changes in under 45 minutes guaranteed, or it's free. And now, Nick and Big J. All right, everybody, here we go. Welcome to the morning after with Nick and Big J. We're here on a Tuesday, the 29th day of March, 2022. My name is Nick. There's Big J right over there, dudes. Yeah, man. Month is almost over, Big J. We've had it up to here with March. We're heading into April. Mm-hmm. How's the month between you so far? Yeah, good. Seems all right. It's beautiful. Springtime. Hope's eternal. Oh, really? You're, you're having a positive outlook towards things? Yeah. I like that, man. Don't let negativity take things over. I usually don't. Well, yeah, but I'm not necessarily talking to you. I'm oh. talking to the collective people. Well, there's a couple people listening right now. Sometimes they need that uh, that positive reinforcement as the day gets started, you know. You're right. Before Tuesday just comes crashing down in their chest. <sighs> the week is just beginning and it's death. And the last two weeks in particular have felt like they've been a, a, a day too long. <laughs> Wait, what? Uh, the last two weeks have felt like by the time I get to Friday, it should be Saturday. But I'm saying Thursday feels like a Friday. Are we back to blaming this on daylight savings? I don't know. I, don't, I haven't. Uh, or is it just the vibe you've got? The, I haven't heard back from the research team. Oh, no. Give me their uh, input on uh, the analytics of the data. Well, you pay those people good money. When are they getting back to you? It's a great question. They do constant research on your life and your hobbies and try to uh, supply you with data. <laughs> Only if there was a team. <laughs> Would you even follow their advice if there were? Probably not. Right, exactly. But that would be in part of their data. So I'm sure they'd be taking into account making corrections for my... Playing reverse psychology yes. on you all the time? Abs- isn't that what you do? Uh, no, 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 no. Reverse psychology no longer works. It, it used to, but now it doesn't. So now I, I really... the reverse. I really have stopped giving a bleep. <laughs> that, has been, that has been my key. Perfect. Uh, it's like, listen, man, uh, you're going to do whatever you're going to do, and I have stopped uh, trying yeah. to influence you in any way because you'll eventually come around. I realize that as well. It sometimes takes you a couple years. Uh, you'll forget about it and then you'll do something and then your favorite thing is to come up to me after you've done something I've suggested to you and go why haven't anybody told me about that? Yeah, why didn't you tell me yeah. about this jerk? And then I let it roll off my back because again that used to bother me a couple years back. But now I'm just like, you know what? It's a big J. Don't worry, I'll find something to bother you. I know, you will. You will. <laughs> it's the bathroom stuff right now. So you'll figure something out. But we are going to rock and roll throughout the rest of the day today. Going to need your help with a little streaming dumbass action coming up. We have a chance for you to go to Shine Down a couple times over over the course of the show today. That's going to be exciting. Plus, we have other excitement, including Big J. You've asked for it. You demanded it. What? You said, why can't we have more we're going to hell stories where people die? Well, congratulations. Oh, yeah. We're, we're bringing it back. And uh, today's... We're going to Hell Story features a fatality, just like you animals enjoy. Finish him! Morning after with Nick and Big J, let's get started with some music. STP, kicking things off here on the X Rocks. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Big J is not a liar. Spring is here, baby. 
Yay! And as that happens, so does the desire to, I don't know, start making sure your lawn doesn't look like a complete mess. Maybe doing some gardening in the backyard. So now is a good time to probably tell you that, listen, man, the uh, Idaho Department of Water Resources is trying to let you know that water is going to be a little tight this year, Big J. Prepare yourselves for yet another thing that we like to call a little bit of an issue with a drought. Uh, it's not the first time it's happened, but we are heading into a winter that was one of the driest on record in Idaho's history. And that's going to lead to some real issues come springtime if you're looking to water it up. If you're looking to garden, if you're looking to make sure you've got a green lawn, not the way to go. David Hokuba is a hydrologist with the Idaho Department of Water Resources, and he says that, listen, man, uh, if you're going to go and do some gardening, probably best that you use a drip system, some dry scapes and that kind of stuff to help conserve water because it's going to be a tough spring and into summer with drought conditions almost 100% likely because it's not going well with the you know amount of water that we have. The reserves aren't very big. The snowpack was not a good one this winter. And so there's going to be issues. Remember when we had our buddy Josh Zamzo in here? Yeah. He is talking about it as well. And lawns are his basic, you know, form of expertise. And he says that, you know what, as we head into April, reminder that water is going to be something that you probably want to conserve. So water in April, not real important as these plants are coming alive. So if you are looking to set your sprinklers, you don't have to worry about things until about May. That's when you need to start worrying about that kind of stuff. So that will help with the drought. It'll help with water conservation and all sorts of stuff. So something to keep in mind as we move into warmer weather. Because I know my lawn looks like hot garbage. But if Josh Zamzo says wait until May, I'm going to wait until May, dude. Because he knows what he's talking about. We've seen him in here. Off microphone even give us some advice on our lawns. Yeah. Because you had some bug issues when, you, when he came in and he was telling you all sorts of stuff to do. Yep. So he knows what he's talking about. Women's Final Four is set. Louisville and the University of Connecticut each won their Elite Eight games yesterday in the women's bracket. So now it'll be number one Louisville. Uh, they move on after they beat Michigan 62-50. to And then South Carolina, which was the number one overall seed, fell to number two UConn. Uh, it was a double overtime kind of game, though. It was a one, fun one to watch. So uh, now both the men's and women's Final Four games are set heading into this weekend. That should be fun. Buffalo Bills aren't going anywhere, Big J. They have signed up for a new $1.4 billion stadium for the Buffalo Bills. Of course, this has been a long topic of discussion. What they, a cheapskate uh, building. 1.4? That's all that's good. <laughs> what are you looking for? You want the $4 billion SoFi yeah, field yeah. kind of thing? Yeah, well, Buffalo, a different market than Los Angeles. I think we can agree on that. Uh, and so, uh, but I'll tell you what, you know who's going to be paying for it? Not the owners. Uh, it's amazing how we decide to socialize uh, building a stadium, and then we still are uh, totally okay with one person taking the profits. <laughs> Isn't that weird? Yeah, I don't know how that works. Uh, that can't be right. Well, of course it's right, because the, the city feels like it is a tourist attraction, and it brings in lots of dollars to the economy, so they feel like they get a win out of things overall with it, you know, pumping up business around it, and it's uh, you get a lot more money into that area as opposed to if the team moves. But it's still a weird thing to be okay with. Like, New York taxpayers are going to pay for $850 million of that. And then they're going to get $250 million from Erie County. So already a bunch of the stadium is paid for. And then it all goes to the Buffalo Bills owners once the stadium is built. Yeah, it's, it's weird, man. I mean, what a racket. We wonder how these uh, owners get stupid, you know, rich. 
it's exactly that. It costs them nothing to build these gigantic futuristic stadiums, and then they reap all the profits from it. Um, so that's going to happen at Buffalo, but, you know, there was talk that they might move to freaking Arkansas or Toronto or Austin, Texas is one of the cities they kicked around, but now they're not, you know, threatening to move anywhere anymore. Now they're perfectly happy. What a treat. Big J, I'm sorry. Jason Momoa and Lisa Bonet are not getting back together. Ah, darn. I'm ruined. Despite the rumors, there was there was a lot of belief out there in the Hollywood community that, you know what, even the, the best of us, the, the most wonderful couples can maybe sometimes reconcile and get back together. It was on the red carpet that Jason Momoa said, you know what, no, no, we're, uh, we're not going to do that. But uh, they're family forever, he said, on the red carpet. So there's that. Uh, they still love each other very much. They're still, you know, making sure that they're rooting for each other, but they're not a couple anymore. So... Uh, Jason Momoa, single again, Big J. So fish everywhere. Watch out. Morning After with Nick and Big J. <laughs> There's your important stuff. It's a rumor. <laughs> it's streaming dumbass on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Good people of the Treasure Valley, your help is needed. We need you to select a movie to for Big J to watch and review for you in the next 24 hours. We call it streaming dumbass. I am going to read you the plot descriptions of three movies. I will not give you the titles or the people that star in those movies. Maybe from the descriptions you can figure out, maybe not. But based on those descriptions, I need you guys to vote for a particular movie and text in that vote to the TDS Fiber text line at 208-287-1003. Either movie number one, movie number two, or movie number three. The movie that gets the most votes is the one Big J will watch and review for you in the allowed amount of time. If there is a tie, apparently I break all ties. That is the rules that have been set forth. Uh, It's only had to happen once before, but with as many votes as possible coming from you, the ex-listener, any tie-breaking will be avoided. Are you ready, Big J? Yeah. Common theme, ladies and gentlemen, in the Treasure Valley. All fairly popular stars involved in each one of these movies. And I think I'm positive two of the three got a theatrical release. I think all three did. But, you know, they're all fairly new and they're coming at weird times. So who knows what came out in the theaters and what didn't anymore. You understand? Yeah. Movie number one. Rachel is a single mother whose day gets even worse when she beeps her horn at a fellow driver during rush hour. After an exchange of words, she soon realizes that the mysterious man is following her and her young son. And soon they discover they're part of the psychopath's sinister plan for revenge. Movie number two. When a mentor and a father figure is murdered, a trained assassin must make the tough decision to return to a field that long ago moved on. As they become entangled with an enigmatic killer, their confrontation turns deadly, and the loose ends of a life spent killing weave themselves ever tighter. And movie number three. After Joe's life is turned upside down, he realizes that there's something he can finally do to make sure no one else finds themselves in the situation he is in. The only problem is... It may cost him everything that he has left. Jeez, stakes are high. Yeah, on all of these, dude. Yeah. We're talking about some high stakes. Movie number one, mom has a bad day. Movie number two, assassin returns to assassinating. Movie number three, gotta fix the problems. But it's gonna cost me everything. What's it gonna be, everybody? Text on in. Movie number one, movie number two, or movie number three to the TDS Fiber text line 208-287-1003. We will tabulate those votes, let you know the winning movies, and reveal all the titles next on the X-Rocks. Your opinions are so important to us. I imagine the votes have been tabulated, Big J. Is that correct? Yeah. Via the TDS Fiber text line, do we have a clear winner? Oh, yeah. 
Let's go back to the three movies that were read based on the descriptions of them. Big J, did you have a movie you were leaning into? Uh, yes. Which one? Movie number two. Okay. Uh, we'll see if it coincided or disagreed with the people that voted in. What movie came in third place? Uh, movie number three had just one vote. That would be the one about uh, Joe's life being uh, flipped, turned upside down, and then he realizes he can fix the problem, but it might cost him everything. That movie was called Joe Bell, and it stars Marky Mark Wahlberg and <laughs> Connie Britton. That movie did get a theatrical release. Uh, but it is available for you to watch on Amazon Prime if you have interest in that one person that voted for it. Uh, what movie came in second place? Uh, second place was movie number one. Easily the biggest hit of the bunch. That got a theatrical release and for a long time held the box office record for highest taken during the pandemic. That was Unhinged. That stars Russell Crowe and Gabriel Bateman. Also available on Amazon Prime if you want to watch the movie about basically uh, rush hour traffic and road rage. Uh, that must mean that the good people of the Treasure Valley agreed with you and went with movie number two, huh? Yeah. Overwhelmingly? Yes. All right. Uh, that movie was the one I wasn't sure if it got a theatrical release or not. It's called The Protégé, and it stars Maggie Q, Samuel L. Jackson, and Michael Keaton is in it as well. Uh, that is available for you to watch on Amazon Prime. It was released last year, and uh, I believe Maggie yeah. Q plays the assassin, which she uh, has done multiple times in her career. So, uh, she, that is the she movie. Has? Yeah, oh. Maggie Q, right? Hasn't she? I don't know. I think she has. Uh, why don't you watch The Protege tonight and let us know if it's any good right around this time tomorrow? Is that okay? Yeah, okay. If you would like to play the home game, that movie is available for you. If you have an Amazon Prime account, you can watch it for free as well. And you can compare and contrast your review with Big J's. So, The Protege is the movie he'll be watching and reviewing for you, courtesy of your votes on Streaming Dumbass. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. The Slap Part 2, The Fallout, Big J. Uh, yesterday, a bunch of news uh, came down courtesy of the fallout from the Oscars on Sunday evening. Uh, first things first, let's talk a little bit about the problems that the Oscars still had, which is to say the ratings came out. And there's good news, bad news when it comes to that. The good news is ratings were up from the year prior. 56%, Big J. From 2021, which is a pretty big improvement to 15.4 million viewers. The bad news, uh, it's the second lowest Oscars ever. Oh, so, man. That was bad last year then, right? Oh, Real well, bad. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, listen, when you think about it, there was like zero movies released in theaters. And so the buzz around it and the, the people that won and all that kind of stuff, there just wasn't that kind of... I guess, excitement involved with the Oscars. So, yeah, because there were no movies that really came out in theaters, it made it difficult to for people to build up some hype. This time around, of course, the people were back in the audience. They had hosts. And uh, uh, probably the most viral moment in the last, what, calendar year? I mean, the slap is a pretty big, I mean, an instant meme. I mean, huge things. We that, memed it. <laughs> if that doesn't make people tune in, my point is nothing will. Well, we but you can't predict that. Like, right, that happens. Of course. That's but a live still, situation. It's also one of those deals where if ratings are going to improve, it's going to be, oh my God, this happened. I have to tune in and check it out. And the way you're going to get that is by people seeing it on social media and then tuning in. But even the second half, after, you know, the major awards were announced after the slap, the ratings went up, but not as much as they thought it would. Uh, but a 56% increase in the year before is a pretty big deal. But that just means nobody watched the Oscars. 
But we'll see what ends up happening. I mean, they did try to change up the telecast. They removed eight technical categories. They added in a bunch of fan service categories. Nobody was happy about that either. So maybe it's just one of those deals. So former uh, jock here on the radio station for the X. I mean, we'll go way back before uh, my time. Uh, his name was Richard. He uh, actually for years worked as a part of the production for the Oscars. Oh, yeah? Yeah, way back in the heyday. Back when it was uh, incredible, like before he worked here or while he worked here? Or yeah, what? after. Okay. So uh, what did he do? So uh, He was part of, uh, you know, do... Uh, assistant director and uh, did a bunch of you know bunch of hoity-toity things there lots of pressure i can imagine worst yeah. worst thing in his life he said <laughs> yeah i'm sure I, I can't imagine all the stuff that went into making that telecast something that goes on uh but uh I, we just have to kind of i guess get used to the fact that not a whole hell of a lot of people are tuning in to watch it now listen if you want to talk about the amount of exposure and amount of people tweeting it it's through the roof so I think, but you know, again, I'm not. I don't think that's going to translate into ratings next year. Do you know what I mean? People aren't going to tune in. And go, what's going to happen this time? It's not going to be that kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It, it, it's it was pure and utter chaos. Unless they take advantage somehow and wrap those two dudes into something. Could be, or you know, they do a slap off and they turn it into an Oscars slash slap contest with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Maybe then uh, people would be tuning in. But God. other than that, I'm not sure. The NFL is making some changes to the Rooney Rule, announcing them yesterday to ensure more opportunities with diverse candidates among them. Starting this season, all teams must have a woman or member of a racial minority as an offensive assistant coach. They will receive a one-year contract and work closely with a head coach and offensive staff to gain experience. It's a weird line the NFL is, is, is walking here, and I'm surprised that no one's calling them to the mat on it, and the fact that they continue to... I mean, publicly and in every statement they put out, say that there isn't a problem with, you know, minorities getting at, you know, opportunities in their sport. And then in the same turn of phrase, requiring now teams to hire a minority because they feel like there's not enough minorities working in the coaching staffs of these teams. It's a weird, weird thing. But there definitely is some disconnect there, man. I mean, it, it's real, it's honest, and in a minority, you know, basically dominated sport, to have a little to no representation in the coaching ranks is a problem. And it's nice to see them address it, but it's also equal parts sad that they have to now require teams to do this because they're not doing it on their own. That's what makes it sad and off-putting to me, is that this has to happen because people aren't doing it by their own, you know, actual will. But welcome to America, right? Hey, uh, Dallas Cowboys owner Jerry Jones says, I am not the father, Maury style. He asked a judge yesterday to dismiss a paternity case against him. There is a 25-year-old woman that claims that she is Jerry Jones' daughter, and he says that she is involved in an extortion attempt against him and the Cowboys. Uh, of course, uh, Alexandria Davis had delivered a draft of her lawsuit to him, and uh, she wants to, quote, make a deal to ensure that he wouldn't be identified as the father. Apparently, Jerry Jones has already paid $375,000 to Davis's mother many years ago, back in 1995, which makes me think, you are the father, dude. You are the father! Uh, but now he doesn't want to pay any more money, but uh, again, uh, everybody's a scumbag, is what it really boils down to, Big J. Uh, make no doubt about it. Everybody, especially people that have a lot of money and power, probably the worst of all. And Jerry Jones has caught himself up in another issue 
with uh, involving a woman that apparently wants him to recognize her as his daughter, but he doesn't want to. We'll see how this all goes in the future, if you care. Speaking of more post-slap fallout, Big J, Will Smith uh, officially released a uh, photographic apology to his socials yesterday, where he actually apologized to Chris Brock. Uh, in his Instagram post, he says, quote, violence in all forms is poisonous and destructive, and my behavior at last night's Academy Awards was unacceptable and inexcusable, so he publicly apologizes to Chris. He says he was on a line and he was wrong, and he's embarrassed by his actions. He also apologizes again to the Academy, the producers of the show, the people in attendance, everybody watching, and of course, especially to the people that made uh, King Richard the movie, because he felt like his behavior overstepped the actual recognition of the movie that they worked so hard on. So he's in full apology mode. The Academy of Motion Pictures and Sciences say they're going to launch a full investigation. I'm not sure what they will uncover that uh, that really has wasn't yeah, on display. I mean, what, what the hell? I mean, I don't know, dude. I don't know. This is just now the the statements that we released. They don't really mean anything. It's the same thing where the Academy instantly released a statement saying they condone violence, but yet, again, was perfectly fine with <laughs> displaying it for all to see and then giving the guy who was a big part of it an award 10 minutes later. So who knows what the hell's happening? Uh, but again, the good news side of things, Big J, uh, Chris Rock, before this whole thing happened, was heading out on a big arena tour that was announced a couple months ago, and uh, it was getting ready to take off in the summer, and tickets have gone through the roof, Big J, so it's been a coup money-wise for Chris Rock, I'm sure he'll address it on the tour, which is why people are going to buy tickets to it. And they are going to have, I guess, a good time making some money. So people are making money. Will Smith is apologizing. Nobody's watching the Academy Awards. That's the fallout from the slap that happened on Sunday. Let's not kid ourselves. I'm going to hell and you know it. The morning after with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X Rocks. Today's We're Going to Hell story contains a death. I'm oh, sorry no. to report. Oh, no! But we are going to Florida for today's We're Going to Hell story, and it may be the most Florida way somebody has ever died. Oh, no. And I can't, I don't think we've ever talked about this before, because despite the fact of there being about 1.3 million of these things in Florida, it rarely happens. I'm talking about a vehicle versus an alligator accident. 59-year-old John Hopkins was driving his way, presumably back from the hospital, when he was actually on a road that didn't have a whole lot of streetlights. You know, it's Florida, Big J. There's plenty of those down there. And there was an alligator that was in the middle of the street, and he hit it with his truck. Of course, did not see it. It was a big-ass alligator, man. They measured it about 11 feet long. And he crashed into it, and that caused his vehicle that he was going because of the rate of speed pretty much up in the air and using the alligator like a ramp, and then it landed and flipped and landed in a ditch off the roadway. Uh, basically, a passerby saw the wheels up in the ditch, went by, found him, called police. When officers arrived, they found the 59-year-old Hopkins as well as the alligator both dead. And they say that despite there being a large alligator population in the entire state of Florida, it's incredibly rare that there's car accidents involving them because, listen, they mostly stick to the swamps, you know what I mean? Yeah, there's accidents all the time involving alligators for people swimming in places they shouldn't be and going places they shouldn't go, but it's rare that it involves a vehicle accident. So it's something new, but yes, I would say that, you know, running into an alligator 
is a very Florida way to go. How big was the alligator? 11 feet long. They estimated it at probably around 4 to 450. I mean, it's tough to tell. There's only about half the alligator left. So, it was gross. Uh, They they did say that because there were no streetlights on the road, it would have been very difficult to see the alligator at night because they're usually dark. The streets are dark. No streetlights. It's tough to see. So, odds are John didn't even see it. It just just happened in a blink of an eye. Next thing you know, it's game over. So, something to be... Head on a swivel, man. Yeah, no kidding. You never know. I don't know, like, I mean, and I also don't know, like, how populated this area was. I don't know if he was near a swamp or the alligator was just kind of going from one place to another. But they'll get you, man. If you're not swimming where they need to be swimming, they'll get you on the streets. Sounds like a terrible situation. Well, listen, it can't be fun. But it does give you the opportunity to give you the age-old joke, Big J. Why did the alligator cross the road? To die! murder i wonder this uh, is premeditated i mean it seems to me like an alligator would do a lot of damage to a vehicle well it certainly did a good job amount of damage to this one right i mean just in general i mean they, they're so armored yeah well like you i know? said i mean it, it's basically like I, I imagine it's like hitting a very large speed bump at an incredible rate of speed because you know they're low to the ground, but there's a lot of bulk there. So yeah. I'm guessing, like I said, he kind of it kind of used it as a ramp where it got up in the air and then flipped them around. I mean, it's like a movie stunt almost. But it didn't end well for anybody. So watch out, man! Alligators in the water, alligators on the streets. I mean, well, I thought you were going to say that the you know the the vehicle jumped and then landed and turned over and then the alligator went and finished him off. You know, that would be horrifying. Yes. that I believe the this, the way that you're describing it would be more awful than what actually happened. I'm a little I disappointed mean, that that's not how You hit an alligator, both of you somehow live, you were able to crawl out of the wreckage and then the alligator's right there going, now it's my turn. Let me finish what Dinner I Dinner served up on a plate for me. <laughs> and they, they somebody walked up on the alligator mid-meal devouring the dude no no just accident both parties involved did not make it out okay morning after with nick and big j there's your we're going to hell story it is the x can i posit a theory big j sure man hollywood started to crack like the last three years i think is starting to get to everybody and things are happening that we have never seen before in places that are fairly common for Hollywood people to be involved in. I don't know, like, you know, award show meltdowns. That's (laughs) something that's happening. But also, we are getting something very interesting in press junkets for movies recently. Uh, I I know you are aware of how the Hollywood machine works, whereas, you know, when a movie's about to come out, the stars, the directors, all that kind of stuff, usually host a screening and sit down with a bunch of press and do a bunch of interviews, and they're asked the same questions over and over and over again. Hell, we've had plenty of people on tours on this very show. But they're starting to get honest with their answers, which almost never happens. Usually these junkets turn into a love fest. Do you know what I'm saying? Where they talk about how great everything is, their coworkers are fantastic, Uh, they always smelled like pineapple. I mean, you know, it's, it's a weird kind of situation but nobody wants to be the dude that badmouths anything but that's starting to change because they're starting to be honest it started with michael bay who's out doing press junkets for ambulance the movie that's coming out in a couple weeks and he has gone on the record saying cgi in the movie is quote bleepy he thinks it looks terrible and he hates everything about it in his movie yes in his movie just in general no in in the movie he says in the movie ambulance the cgi is awful he's on the record as saying he's probably pissed he didn't get the budget to do it right could very well be 
Uh, he's also a very weird dude. So don't, again, he, it, things are cracking. But also, there's a movie called The Lost City that is out with Sandra Bullock and a Channing Tatum. And Sandra Bullock was sitting down and was asked, you know, hey, listen, in your career, do you feel like you've made any mistakes? And for the longest time, she's always been very nice about all the movies that are on her roster, but she went nuts on one that she's Nutsy a part of. Nutsy Cuckoo, I star in, uh, let's see, uh, Jason Patrick. That is absolutely correct. <laughs> she says the biggest mistake she's ever made in her career was making Speed 2. And uh, if you've ever seen Speed 2, you totally agree with whatever Sandra Bullock said. So bad. But she says that that basically what happened was after the success of Speed, of course, which made her a breakout star, no doubt about it. uh, You know, Sandra Bullock had been in a couple things like Support and Demolition Man, but she wasn't really a star until Speed came along. And uh, they sat her down and they said, hey, listen, uh, we've got a a script that's going to blow the first Speed out of the water. And that was the the pitch that they gave her. And of course, haha, it ended up being on a boat. That was the the joke but uh they said it's great it's going to be a sequel that's better than the original and she's like wow i haven't seen any of those i'm definitely on board i'm gonna do it and then she says she should have done it she shouldn't have pulled out because she didn't read the script and that was her mistake but they pitched it to her so well that she was on right away and then she said she definitely should have pulled out when keanu reeves wasn't coming back that's when she knew she was in trouble but they made the movie anyway it was a huge bomb and uh that obviously killed the speed franchise but then she started talking about how there aren't a whole lot of sequels out there that are better than the original and she's right i mean you know there's a short list man i mean there's tons and tons of sequels out there tons but there's only a few that are actually better than the original. Agree or disagree, Big J? Oh, yeah. And, and I'll tell you a way that you can even shorten that list, because I think I don't think anybody's going to argue that Terminator 2 is better than the original Terminator. That, of course, is I think a that's thing. the gold standard for yes. this conversation. And then, you know, I would also say that, listen, Empire Strikes Back, I think, is better than Episode 4. Would you agree with that? Yes. And 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 so there you can get into things like that where you're talking about okay is Winter Soldier better than Captain America the First Avenger are the is the Avengers technically a sequel to Thor and Some yes of that, I guess I just saw part of a that's one what I mean. huge storyline to It's me. all one cohesive story you're right but those are different kind of technically sequels to original you know kind of comic book movies that came around and so all of those are in but that list becomes infinitely shorter when you think about movies that aren't part of a long series like, I'll even say that Fury Road by Mad Max, I think, is the best Mad Max movie. Oh, in agreeance. But that's like, what, movie four in the series? Yeah, probably. Or five? Yeah. Yeah, but so what I'm saying is there, there is a lot, there's very few sequels out there that are only part of two movies that are better than the original. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, I can only think like of one, and even the one that I'm thinking of is fairly controversial. I don't know if everybody's going to feel that way, but I enjoyed Gremlins 2, The New Batch, more than I enjoyed the Gremlins. Yeah. Now, they're okay. both very good movies. I could watch them both, but I, I enjoyed the comedy and the goofiness and the weirdness that the Gremlins 2 took the franchise to. Now, of course, they're talking about a different, you know, bringing back the fun that is Gremlins at some point in some way, and that would negate it as being just a two-series franchise. But there's not a lot out there that are two-movies things that go in, so I feel like my point is Sandra Bullock was getting bamboozled from the beginning, was, listen, there's no way that this sequel is going to be better than the original. Because, yeah, there's a lot of them out there. I think Logan is fantastic in the X-Men universe. You know, I even think that, you know, it, you know, The Dark Knight's better than Batman Begins. But, again, these are all part of a series. So... It is a weird situation that she was in, and she certainly regrets Speed 2, and I don't blame her. Because it is not a good movie. Agree or disagree? Yeah, no, it's bad. Uh, Real bad. But 
maybe, I mean, not the worst movie Sandra Bullock's ever made. I don't know. Have you ever sat through, sat through All About Steve? No. That's a hard I also watch. didn't see, see that one no, when they were in outer space. Uh, yeah, but nobody's saying that's a bad movie. I am. Well, you uh, haven't seen it. You can't I, say that. Here's the reason I haven't seen it. I know it's terrible. But it, it's really not. It's the worst gravity thing I've ever heard of. What does that mean? I don't know. Just throwing in the name of the movie. <laughs> Morning After with Nick and Big J. Guess uh, what? No sequel to that movie. No, there's not. Uh, it's because everybody died. And stuff. On the Morning After with Nick and Big J. About a year and a half ago, Big J, uh, Walmart, you ever heard of them? Yeah. Uh, they released a statement saying they are going to try to focus a little bit more on healthcare and wellness of the people that shop there, and they're going to try to do so and take it very seriously. Well, it took them a while, but apparently April 1st is when that's happening. It's not an April Fool's Day joke because the report came out on March 28th, but according to the report that Walmart released, they are going to stop selling cigarettes in their stores in five states beginning in a couple of days. And they are moving towards making sure that's a national kind of thing. They don't want to sell smokes in their stores anymore. Uh, This probably shouldn't surprise you. It started in New York City. New York City has a ban on being able to sell tobacco products in pharmacies. Walmart, of course, has one of those. And so they stopped selling it and they realized, you know what? It's not really affecting our bottom line. And it costs us a bunch of money to bring these tobacco products in. So maybe we can capitalize on that a little bit by saving ourselves some money and say we're focusing on wellness and healthcare. And so in California, Florida, Arkansas, and New Mexico, the states that are they're going to stop tobacco sales in beginning uh, in April, and then they're talking about doing it nationwide as well. So if you are a smoker and you use tobacco products, and that's all tobacco products, by the way, not just cigarettes, also chewing tobacco, that kind of stuff, you're going to have to find them somewhere else besides your neighborhood Walmart sometime soon. So you can't grab your toothpaste and, you know, a carton of smokes anymore. You are going to have to find someplace else to do it. What are people going to do? They'll just go wherever else they're going to get it. I mean, it's been a while since I've worked at a grocery store, but I clearly see them as I go. It's already, I mean, if you're a smoker, I don't smoke, but it's a pain in the ass to get them to the grocery store. There's usually a line for it. You have to go through it special if you know you want to purchase a tobacco product, or you have to go to the front part of the store and buy them at the customer service center where they're all behind lock and key, you know? So it's not exactly been user-friendly for a while. And so maybe that's why the, you know, amount of people that are smoking are going way down. But, you know, it's just going to be another place you're going to have to stop beginning sometime soon. Louisville and the University of Kentucky, Connecticut, excuse me, both won their Elite Eight games yesterday in the women's NCAA basketball bracket. Uh, Louisville beat number three Michigan, and they'll play fellow number one South Carolina in the final, final four. And then UConn needed two overtimes to overcome number one North Carolina State, but they did so to reach their 14th straight final four. UConn will be playing number one Stanford to try to make it to the championship game. Buffalo Bills are going anywhere. They're going to build a $1.4 billion stadium in Buffalo, and they're going to stick around. It's going to cost a lot of public money in order to make it happen, but they have been talking about possibly moving to Toronto, Austin, Mexico, all sorts of other places. But uh, they're going to stick in Buffalo because they got a brand new stadium. And quite frankly, that's all that matters in the world of football ownership. Make sure you got a brand new building to put people in, and it's going to happen. So congratulations. Big J, uh, this probably won't shock you, 
but it turns out the meme that's going incredibly viral isn't real. I'm talking about the meme of the reaction shots of all the people at the Oscars. You know, it's, it's the one that's got all the celebrities in there. Yeah, you immediately warned me about that yesterday. <laughs> I'm like, oh, look, big dummy. Look at this, all crazy. Yeah, it's a bunch of uh, celebrities looking shocked in the photo, and it's supposed to be their reaction of the, uh, the, the moment that happened when Will Smith slapped Chris Rock. But... Uh, yes, according to a Page Six report, they have done the research, and uh, now there are some of the images that are in there that are legitimate, but most of them, an overwhelming one, especially the, the one that's super viral, the Nicole Kidman freaking out one, you know? That one is not real. It did not happen. I mean, it happened at the Oscars. She was sitting in her seat, but apparently that photo was taken at 4.30 p.m. when guests were arriving and taking their seats, and Nicole Kimmins saw somebody she recognized, and it wasn't a reaction to Will Smith. And all the other photos that you're seeing, the Matt Damons out there, the uh, the Mel Gibsons, the you know all the other stuff that's on the actual picture, most of them were taken earlier in the broadcast. Uh, yeah, so uh, that is something that you probably need to be aware of. While it's a fun picture... It's not It's not actually true. But that's never stopped memes from taking off, has it, pal? No, you're right. Or anything on the internet, really. And that's the problem, is you never know if it's real. I mean, at least, uh, you know, I, I try to keep that in mind, but obviously I failed yesterday. Well, I mean, it's not like you were like, this is the coolest thing ever. I'm just like, you know, anybody can put together a bunch of pictures and say it's from a particular moment. And that's exactly what happened. They thought it was a good opportunity. It took off. It went viral. It was a win. But it's just not real. And I just forget how quickly people can put that together. Sure. You know Photoshop. It's a matter of minutes. Seconds. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We got your pop culture smackdown happening here in a second. On the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Hey, man. Big arena show happening Saturday at Extra Mile Arena. Uh, Shine down. Pretty reckless. Diamante going to be out there. And uh, we'll get you set up with tickets here. First level seats to Shine Down. Uh, you just need to beat me in pop culture smackdown. Holy jeez. Get on the phone. 208-287-1003 oh, is our phone number. That's what you have to dial if you want to take on Big J. In pop culture smackdown, hopefully everybody has the goods. To get to that next level, I wish everybody involved luck. Let's get ourselves a contestant. Good morning, the X. Good morning. Hey, what's your name? Hi, Will. All right, Will, you're up first. Will, what actor voiced both Darth Vader in the Star Wars franchise and the Lion King's Mufasa in the original cartoon? Mm. You sound good. I can't think of who it is. Oh, no. Wrong. Oh, Will, sorry. Hello, the X. Hello. Hello, how are you? Good. Which actor voiced both Darth Vader and the Lion King's Mufasa? Uh, that would be Earl Ray Earl Ray Earl Jones. Oh man, like you're Earl confused. <laughs> I can't, man. I can picture his face. I oh. want. I'm, uh, I was gonna give it to you, but like you are convoluting James Earl Jones with an and, assassin and the man who shot and killed Martin Luther King Jr. Sir, I mean that's <laughs> deeply rooted and messed up, right? I mean, it's not. I don't think it's necessarily his fault because they're both names that we're they're aware three of. Three names. But, that's the problem, right? But it is a it is a weird portmanteau. Hello, the X. How's it going? Good. Uh, we need to know which Man. actor voiced both Darth Vader and the Lion King's Mufasa. Uh, James Earl Jones. There you go. Right. I, I could have lucked myself into something like that. Yeah, because is it James Earl Ray? Right. 
was the guy. I think so, Is it yeah. James Roy? Yeah, okay. So that, that it, it's an honest mistake. It's just an awkward one to make. Well, Big I don't J, know that. Uh, which future Oscar nominee played Tom Hanks' son at the end of the very popular movie Forrest Gump? Um, boy, you know, I just, uh, Oscar nominee. Yes. Joseph Gordon-Levitt? No. Wrong. Not a bad guess. Another three-named person, ironically enough. Uh, what if I said, I see dead people? Haley Joe Osmond. Right. Yep. Nominated for that role was also Forrest Gump's He son. must have been very young. In the movie Forrest Gump. It was a couple years before uh, Sixth Sense. I mean, I, I, yeah. I mean, Forrest Gump was 97 and Sixth Sense is 99. Love that movie, but I barely remember him being uh, part of, you know, I mean, he must have been just in a flash at the end, right? Uh, well, I mean, it's probably a five-minute scene at the end, yeah. But uh, congratulations, sir. You got yourself all set up with Shine Down, Pretty Reckless, and Diamante tickets. Please hold on one second. We'll get some information from you. Morning After with Naked Big J. We got your headlines. They're happening next on the X-Rock. Hey. Headlines brought to you by T Mazda and the pre-owned Superstore. If you are looking for how much you can get qualified before you even walk on the lot, check out the I pre-check button. It is at GoTeamMazda.com. It is big and blue, and you can't miss it. Headlines are as follows, Big J. Robot News! Yes. No regrets. And what a good boy. Robot News. Big J, there is a robot inside of a vending machine inside of a New Jersey mall. That can cook you a burger in three minutes. It's like a Russian nesting robot. It's called RoboBurger, and it's billed by its creators as the world's first fully autonomous robotic burger chef. It takes up about 12 square feet, plugs into a regular wall socket, features a refrigerator, automated griddle, and a cleaning system. And the robot uses a five-step cooking process similar to what chefs use in kind of quick-service restaurants. Basically, the robo-chef grills the patty, toasts the bun, puts together the selected condiments by the user, assembles the burger, and delivers it piping hot in about three minutes for only $7. The machine has been installed inside the Newport Center, which is in Jersey City, New Jersey. Roboburger, the company which makes its machines in nearby Newark, plans to install robot burger chefs at more malls and airports, colleges, offices, factories, and military bases for fresh, hot food, Low prices and quickly served to you if you like. Now, you are a connoisseur, Big J. You like to go to different places and try different things, but you like, I think, the personal touch that certain chefs can put on stuff. Are you turned off by robot burgers or would you be all in? No, I'd give it a shot. I'd try it out. Nothing wrong with trying it, right? Yeah. It may, I'm guessing it'll probably be more consistent in quality the time that you visit it. You know what I mean? Like, the burger's going to taste the same every time. And it'll always be at least fresh, but who knows? Yeah. I mean, there's no checks and balances, I guess, is the thing that worries me a little bit. Yeah, it's like, how long is this hamburger been hanging out? Right. And also, like, what if, like, the, the fridge stops working and the robot's not going to know that? It's just going to make me a spoiled rotten burger. See, you assume it might not know, and it might. You're right. You're right. It's like, uh, right. error, error. I am jumping to conclusions. But I feel like this one is something that I would at least give a shot to. Poison the humans. That's right. When it becomes self-aware, it's now yeah. tainting our food. So watch out. I and, guess is my point. And it's, you know, uh, a Russian nesting robot doll. I mean, it's going to poison you with something weird. Maybe. 
I mean, who knows what's inside that? I mean, maybe one of the condiments you can choose is poison. Who knows? And it gets mixed up. I don't like it. Strange condiment. No regrets or what a good boy? What a good boy. Uh, your fire prevention plan at home really needs to include a dog, at least according to Rhode Island Fire, De fire, fire Department, because smoke detectors can save lives, but so can the family pet. Firefighters in Rhode Island say a family was able to escape a house fire without injuries because their dog, Cooter, hi little Cooter, woke him up and then alerted them to the blaze. <laughs> I mean, it's Rhode Island. It's not like it's Alabama. That's weird, right? The fire somehow started outside on the porch and then spread into the interior of the home. They're still trying to figure out what happened, but... Basically, Cooter smelled the smoke and was able to wake up everybody by barking, and they were able to get out before the fire alarms went off, so the fire department says, hey, good job, good boy, lots of treats. So make sure your puppy is, uh, you know, at least on the lookout for stuff like that. I literally die trying to save my cats, so. I was thinking about this the other day. Well, how many pets are you up to again in the we house? We have five. Well, we have four cats and a dog. Isn't there a hedgehog in there somewhere? No, 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 that's Maddie's. Okay. That's yeah. Hedgehog is gone. Yeah. Gotcha. No other pets involved in any way but the uh, five that are? Yeah. But you have, like, the cats have spots, right? Like, you know where they go. They'd be pretty easy to find. Well, but when a fire alarm goes off, I mean, they're scattering. Sure. It's a loud noise. They're scared. I mean, they're going to places I can't get to, like, under the bed and stuff like that. But I would... Well, then at some point you have to choose. No, I'm not coming out. out of there without. I'm not coming out of there without our, without our cats. It's like the a game of saw. Would, for God. Yeah, yeah, it really is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if really. I don't sacrifice myself for our cats, our kids would never look at me the same ever again. I see. So you might as well be dead. And I couldn't handle it. I would just die. I mean, for, for whatever per reason, I mean, that just seems like the worst thing I could ever imagine. Well, you're having real issues with pets stuff right now. I don't so. care in general. I'm just saying. What you're saying, there's nothing wrong with what you're saying. You're absolutely right. You should be, the, the pets are part of the family. You should feel like you want to get them out. But you saying, I'm, I know I'm going to die rescuing yeah. them seems very bleak and dark. And maybe there should be a plan about that, if we're being perfectly honest. If that's Do I rescue the cat or my kid? I mean, that's... Well, now that we're talking well, that, is that a real might... Sophie's yeah. choice? <laughs> I mean, it should be a fairly yeah, easy decision. I, yeah, but I think one of the kids in particular would be like, you rescue my cat before you rescue me. Yeah, you got to ignore that order. Wrap it up with no regrets. Is your latest online purchase something that you are very, very upset about? There's a new survey that suggests that a majority of buyers out there have pretty big regrets over some stuff they order on the internet. A poll of 2,000 adults found that 74% uh, of us have some serious buyer's remorse after we purchase, uh, purchase something online. Uh, common regrets include feeling like the item was less valuable than expected, or they don't use it as frequently as they thought they were going to when they ordered it, or they just plain spent too much money on it in the first place. And uh, the other part of this is a very American thing. We never blame ourselves for making these, <laughs> for these purchases. Even though we hate them once we get it, uh, the number one reason why we do so, good advertising. It's the advertising fault that we bought it. Number two is, it was too cheap to pass up. And number three was, they have it in a color that we like. Anything but I made a bad decision <laughs> is what we're blaming our, our Listen, bad I, online purchases. Not on. everybody. I'll blame myself. Oh, me too. Me too. I've made some boneheaded situations, and then I get made fun of for, you know, yeah. six to months to a year. But it, 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 does it ever teach you a lesson? No. Uh, well, yes. I still haven't lived down the eBay situation. Which one is Remember, this Remember, I ordered something, and it was a scam, and I didn't realize. I didn't pay attention to the details. Oh, right. The wife has not let She won't let me forget it. She's like, you can never order anything off of eBay again. <laughs> 
Well, yeah, it's a valuable lesson to be learned. Uh, I, you know, I, and it reminds me of the patio set that I bought that turned out to be a flamingo necklace. I mean, it, there's all sorts of terrible decisions that I have made uh, that I certainly take responsibility for. But, you know, it's crazy. You can put this into the victory territory, though, because I use that as a threat now. If I want something, I go, I'll just go buy it on eBay. It's good. See? Yeah. Use your weaknesses as strengths sometimes. It's a good thing. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your headlines. Ad impressions. So far, I'm not impressed. Morning After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X. Yep, and Bad Impressions is brought to you by the Idaho Center pre-owned superstore, Treasure Valley Subaru. And uh, Nick, we have tickets here to Shinedown Show, which is happening Saturday at Extra Mile Arena with Pretty Reckless and Diamante. Uh, We'll get you these tickets here. First level seats. If you can figure out Bad Impressions. Let me give you the phone number. 208-287-1003. Bad Impressions works like this. Big J has three clues. They all point to somebody pretty famous. If you can figure out who that famous person is in those three clues or less. Sometimes it takes less. You're going to go check out Shinedown and the Pretty Reckless and Diamante on Saturday. Hello, The X. Good morning. Hello. All right. Hello, The X. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, man. What's up? What's your name? I'm Joshua. All right, Josh. Good luck. My first name is Eldrick, but people don't exactly know me as that. Uh, I have no idea. Uh, When you think of golf, generally people think of me. Tiger Woods. There you go. Bam! You got it, Joshua. Hang on one second. We got your shine down pretty reckless in Diamante tickets, so hold tight. Clue three for fun? I was in a terrible vehicular accident, nearly lost my leg. Y'all thought I was out of the golf game. Wrong! Guess who's back, Big J, huh? Yeah, Tiger Woods could make a miraculous return to the Masters this season, uh, which uh, the first practice round is uh, tomorrow at Augusta National. And after days and rumors of, and whispers, the 46-year-old will next uh, week maybe stunned by teeing up. Now, his name is still on the list, and it stays on the list until he pulls his name out. Right. Uh, and he's been doing some practice rounds, and I guess he's been feeling pretty decent about it. So uh, we'll see. But that would be crazy because he wasn't even sure he'd be able to golf again. Yeah, uh, certainly not professionally. And then he did a couple of rounds of golf with his kid, I think, a couple of weeks ago and was like, hey, that went way better than I thought. And I think he's, I mean, I know, <laughs> how I know this, but I know you can gamble on him winning the Masters. So certainly the odds makers think he's going that? to, uh, none anybody's business, uh, but certainly the odds makers think that he's going to make a run at trying to be in the Masters. Whether or not that does actually happen, though, is another story altogether. But Phil Mickelson's already pulled out, so that, that you know, Good. it's one of those deals where it's like, you know, the chances for somebody is sneaking in and making it happen is possible. Uh, and that would be pretty crazy as uh, he's, uh, I think, uh, just a couple wins away from being the greatest of all time. It would be a gigantic sports story if Tiger Woods came back again from a catastrophic injury to win on the PGA Tour. Yeah. It would be bananas. He would be like the $6 billion man. Morning after with Nick and Get Big it? J. We will wrap things See what up. what I did there? Yes. Next on the X-Rocks. <laughs> News wrapping things up here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Thank you to all that texted into the TDS Fiber text line. You selected the protege for Big J to watch on Amazon Prime this evening. That is what he will watch for streaming dumbass. He will give you a review of that tomorrow. We also talked about alligator speed bumps and how they may not always work out or uh, almost never work out, I would guess, as something that is a thing. It's not for the alligator. And well, not for anybody in this particular case. Both people that were involved. Although, is it an alligator a person, Big J? 
No. That is the correct answer. So only one person, the other, the alligator, that were involved in that particular story. It did not work out for either of them in the end. And then, of course, we also talked about childhood rituals. Thank you again to everybody who emailed and texted in. There's a lot of people, Big J, that also count cracks with you. So you're not the only one that do it. Nobody can explain why, uh, but they do it just as well. And uh, and I thought of one that that I was uh, that I that maybe uh, makes sense. Um, and tell me if it doesn't. I don't know when this happened, but you remember like in grade school when you do spelling tests and stuff. Right? Yeah. And it was one of those deals where you couldn't move on until you spelled the word word correctly. It had to be like third, fourth grade maybe. Uh, I had the hardest time spelling the word conscience, and it was like it took me weeks to get it down. And then finally, somebody taught me how to break it up. And so to this day, I still figure out how to spell it the same way, which is con and then science. Two words that I could spell mashed together is conscience. And for some reason, my my head wasn't wrapping its way around. Conscience is not spelled the way it's said, if that makes sense. And so now it still is very easy wow. for me to spell that word because I can break it up into two. I still do it with business, too. I don't know if I had a problem with it, but it's now bus and S to me forever. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to adopt those because I can't spell either one of those words. Shockingly. That does leave you with the floor though, Big J. Uh happy birthday to there can only be one Christopher Lambert. Oh my god. How old is Christopher Lambert? He, how old do you think he is? I mean, listen, uh Highlander came out eighty seven. I'm gonna say Christopher Lambert is seventy two years old. 65. Ah, I put him older than he is. My apologies. Still uh, doing some things here and there, mostly in France. Okay, I was going to say, like, what? Because I can't remember the last thing I saw. Yeah, he was in the Blacklist uh, episode of the Blacklist in 2019, but other than that, mostly French stuff. All right. Well, listen, uh, good for him. Congratulations. Uh, not exactly my favorite, but he certainly is a talented man, I suppose. Listen, I mean, that's one of the things. It's like you like that movie because it came out when you were a kid, and, you know, Sean Connery, there can only be one, but yeah, it is a terrible movie. And uh, the bad guy is uh, the Clancy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the 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 uh, the the kind of uh, security dude from Shawshank. Is Private Zim. In, in, in he is so over the top and crazy in that movie. It is a hard rewatch. It does not hold up very well. You can understand why they're trying to remake it, but I don't even know if that's going to work. If we're going to be honest, but hey, listen, I loved it as a kid. Uh, and I cannot say the same as an adult, but you know what? It's big, dumb fun, so why not, right? Also, a reminder that the next set of X-Rock is brought to you by Beacon Plumbing for tank and tankless water heaters, clogged drains, leaky faucets, toilets, and won't flush. Stop freaking and call Beacon Beacon Plumbing. Heating and mechanical, your trusted plumbing source. Check them out online at beaconplumbing.com. That's it for us. Jason Drew's up next. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Have a good one. It's the X-Rocks. <laughs> The Morning After Podcast brought to you by Idaho Advocates. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. Make sure you hit them up on their website, IdahoAdvocates.com.